breaking news from The Athletic. Hey everybody, Scott Burnside from The Athletic NHL with some breaking news today and joined by my good friend and longtime colleague, Rob Rossi in Pittsburgh. Rob, I... I I don't know how else to describe the news that Pittsburgh Penguins GM Jim Rutherford has stepped down from his role, has quit his job as GM of the Penguins is shocking. I'm not sure there's another word for it. Maybe you have a better one, but I'm curious what your immediate take was when the Hall of Fame GM uh, left his post as the GM of the Penguins uh, today. Well, Scott, I've, covered the team the entirety of the Sidney Crosby era, I can't think of a story that has been more stunning in terms of 12 hours ago, nobody saw this coming. Um, Maybe that's an overstatement, but I mean, you know, I've talked to a dozen people internally with the Penguins people around the league who are familiar with the Penguins and the the amount of expletives that they've said to me (laughs) in terms of just reaction to this, uh, I think speaks to the level of flabbergasted that this has left everybody. Um, I had one person tell me that they are absolutely unable to comprehend that this is how it ends for Jim Rutherford in Pittsburgh. Um, and I, and and I can tell you that, you know, I, I like to think I'm pretty dialed in. Um, this was not something that anybody I know was talking about as of 1am this morning. And, uh, Penguin CEO, David Morehouse, who just spoke to the media, I know you were on that, as was I, said that he talked to Jim Rutherford last night. But I certainly got the impression from that call with David Morehouse that he was still trying to process this whole thing. Um, so, yeah, this is, uh, this is shocking, especially because Jim Rutherford is uh, not that far removed from overhauling hockey ops at – at his own decision to oversee the, you know, evaluation of the hockey ops department. He fired his, uh, one of his longtime employees, um, Jason Carmanos, uh, brought in Patrick Alvain, uh, who was the uh, head of amateur scouting for the Penguins and made him an assistant GM. Um, but this was just not something that, the Penguins were prepared for or are prepared for. And, you know, it's tough to see how this could come at a worse time for them, given the summer that they're facing. And the fact that, you know, I think Jim did a pretty good job of retooling this team. And, you know, whoever is going to be the GM, whether it's Patrick Alvain uh, for the rest of this season, or if it's somebody else, I mean, how do you, how do you address this team in season knowing that the blueprint was Jim Rutherford's and your coach, Mike Sullivan had a large say in that. And this is, it's not a good day for the Pittsburgh Penguins. (laughs) 
Well, and, uh, I mean, I guess the the one silver lining is that everyone is unequivocal about the fact that this is not health related, that uh, Jim Rutherford is not stepping away for anything uh, that has to do with his health or COVID-19, which is, you know, I, this is, you know, this is the world we live in. So you wonder yeah. about these things. Everyone, uh, and Jim Rutherford spoke to our pal Pierre Lebrun not yeah. long ago. No question. He's, he said, I'm healthier than I was 20 years ago, which I don't doubt. But it also brings to the point, well, what was it then that led to such an abrupt departure? And, and I asked David Morehouse on the call whether there was a disagreement or some sort of specific uh, difference of opinion in the direction of the team or whatever it, it might have been that would have led to this. And and the answer, I you know, well, there wasn't a definitive no. Um, and I wonder if... if let me ask it this way. Does it really matter what it was that led Jim Rutherford to make this decision? And if so, if there was a dis, you know a discrepancy or a difference of opinion, um, is it important to know about it, do you think, Rob? Uh, yeah, I think it is, if, if there was. Um, I've, not, I've not received any information from my sources that indicate there was... Uh, a roster move or a personnel decision that Jim Rutherford wanted to make and ownership said no, or vice versa, that ownership wanted something and Jim Rutherford said, no, I'm not doing that. Um, you know, there's uh, the Penguins, as I understand it, still plan to spend to the salary cap. Um, and it's my understanding still uh, I've touched base with a couple people I know that, you know, this summer the ownership wants to extend Evgeny Malkin's contract so that he'll finish his career in Pittsburgh. Um, that was sort of the plan coming into this season. And then to take the, uh, you know, see where things stood with uh, guys like Chris Letang and Brian Rust, who could also uh, enter that window where they could do new contracts. I don't think decisions had been reached on that. Uh, but I mean, it's really tough to see given the leeway that Jim had, this isn't an organization that said no to him a lot. Um, you know, there might've been moves where you could argue that they should have stepped in, but, um, and it's also not like when ownerships wanted something done, Jim hasn't been willing to do it. I mean, I, I think that Ryan Reeves, um, ownership wanted after the 17 cup run, them to get a guy that could, you know, be a deterrent uh, for shots or liberties taken with the likes of Crosby and Malkin. And Jim went out and got that player, even though the coach right. clearly didn't want him. So, uh, I, and it's not like the Penguins are off to a bad start. I mean, you know, they're they're four, two, and one, despite <laughs> not playing a real complete game. So, and the other thing, Scott, is... Um, I've had a couple people in the organization already tell me they would put it at 50-50 right now that when Jim's contract expires after this season, they expect him to work for another organization. So I don't know if they expect that in a GM role, but so that, there's a lot that doesn't make sense here. And that's why yeah. I think it's important to know. Yeah. Well, and I think that will be, you know, at some point if that shoe falls and, and certainly, you know, Jim Rutherford made it clear to Pierre Lebrun, you know, he'd, he'd 
he's going to take some time, but not sure, right? I mean, and I and I think it is it will be fascinating to see if someone who is as widely respected as Jim Rutherford, a guy who built three Stanley Cup winners, one in Carolina and then back to back in Pittsburgh, uh, you, you know, there, there there will be a market for Jim Rutherford if he wants there to be a market. Um, but let's before we close this up, I, I want to go back to the the Pittsburgh Penguins, and certainly under Jim Rutherford, never a shortage of deals made. I think you and Josh. Joey had uh, broke down is it 50 trades it's 50, it's been incredible really I think it's 50 I think it's 53 maybe yeah, 54 I mean it's it's yeah. been a dizzying number yeah it's incredible and you know I mean the proof is in the is in the banners that that uh, that hang at PPG Paints Arena, but it, I thought David Morehouse was pretty clear that they want someone to come in and, and as the next GM who will who will continue that tradition, which is to build immediately, build for win now, build for another Stanley Cup run, hopefully another banner or two to take advantage of the window that remains open with uh, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, et cetera, et cetera. Do, do, do you have a sense? Uh, is, there a, is there someone that you are sort of thinking, well, that would be an interesting fit or... You know, when you think about who might replace Jim Rutherford as the GM in Pittsburgh, do you, what do you what do you think? What kind of person, and maybe what kind of names are you are you thinking about in in this very short period of time since the news broke? Well, I have a few thoughts. One is, um, you know, Jim had a falling out with Jason Carmanos, who was their number two here. I do wonder, since Carmanos is still under contract, would they bring Carmanos back into the organization now to help? Uh, sort of shepherd Patrick Alvain through this. Um, uh, I wonder also if as the shock of this wears off, if the Penguins opt more to take their time with this as opposed to maybe perhaps right now thinking let's make a quick quick hire. Uh, names I've heard, uh, probably no different than a lot. Uh, Ron Hextall, um, which would be rich with uh, irony. Of course. Um, <laughs> you love that. <laughs> right. Um, you're also hearing Peter Shirelli. Peter Shirelli did interview with the Penguins back when they hired Ray Shiro. Uh, he was one of their two finalists. Um, uh, when Peter took the Boston job, uh, the Penguins had already decided on Ray, but he was one of the finalists for that, that role. That was over, what, 15 years ago. Um, I think you're going to hear some names that people will go, wait, really? Uh, you'll hear Pierre Maguire's name because of his association and friendship with Mario Lemieux. You'll hear Pat Brisson's name uh, because of his association with Sidney Crosby and Mario Lemieux. I wouldn't be shocked. This is a name that I'm pulling out of thin air. If, if you heard a name like Patrick Waugh, uh, who's friends with Mario um, that that would at least get a look. But, you know, the reality is they had, when Jim was hired, Tom Fitzgerald, Jason Bottrell, and Bill Guerin. And the plan was always to have one of them, you know, be the guy that could be the logical successor. Uh, all ended up leaving for GM jobs. Uh, Jason Bottrell's now uh, the assistant GM in uh, 
Seattle, I don't think you'll see his name be part of this mix. That would be what I would do if I were them. I would go out and hire Jason Bottrell right now if I were them. I think Bottrell's failings in Buffalo had a lot more to do with the ownership dynamic there. But I, I also sense that the people making the decisions in Pittsburgh aren't as high on Bottrell, maybe perhaps, as some of us are. Um, so I, I think those are the names you're hearing right now. I wouldn't be surprised if you saw them go from sort of these known commodities or these names that are sort of FOMs, Friends of Mario, to eventually looking at guys like Patrick Alvain, who's going to be the interim, but also other sort of on-the-verge assistants. And the reason I say that is this. They have people in the organization like Craig Patrick who can at least shepherd a younger person with less experience. And when I say younger, I mean less experienced candidate. Um, you could you could shepherd them through sort of the ins and outs of things. But it should be a very attractive job because the person inheriting this is not going to lack resources, is not going to lack ownership that wants to win now, and is, is inheriting Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and will presumably be overseeing the final stages of the Crosby-Malkin careers in Pittsburgh. But, you know, hiring a GM a month into a season, especially a season like this, I mean, think about it this way, Scott. The logistics of it alone are going to be difficult. You're probably not bringing people in for, you know, exploratory interviews like you would, right? Because of COVID. Um, and this team was built with Jim Rutherford's idea in mind. He has always liked teams that are faster, a little bit smaller, puck movers on the back end. You would think you'd like to find a candidate that thinks along those lines because otherwise you have to overhaul it, everything. And do you really want to waste a year of Crosby and Malkin? And I would say the answer to that is most definitively no. Honestly, it it be it is so fascinating on so many levels. Not just the the why, but but really to your point, Rob, uh, the the what happens next? Yeah. Because this is you're right. This is and this is a Penguins team that's you know had two disappointing playoff right. uh, seasons in a row. So the 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 uh, the clock is definitely ticking. Um, yeah, I can't think of a I can't think of a more shocking or interesting story that honestly would happen this season. I mean, just the fact that we're seven games into this season, Scott, and the Penguins are four, two, and one. And and honestly, looking looking like kind of an intriguing team, I think. I don't know where you stand on them, uh, but Agreed. uh to think that, you know, they just they just played their best game of the year in Boston. Now they lost in overtime, but they played their best game of the year in Boston. And they're literally missing the entire left side of their defense, right? Yeah. <laughs> and the right side is in shambles too. And yet here we are less than two, two full weeks into the season and their Hall of Fame GM just, for lack of a better way of putting it, quit. Uh, I, I, when David Morehouse said, I'm not sure shocked is the right word, I, I know what he was feeling. <laughs> All right, my friend. Well, listen, Rob Rossi, thank you so much for joining our breaking news coverage. And you should go to the Athletics new headline section 
for much more on this story, and this story is not going away, that's for sure. And to get access to all of The Athletic's great sports content, visit theathletic.com slash headline pod, where you can find our latest subscription offer, which is just $3.99 a month. Rob Rossi, fine work by you. Thanks for, uh, for coming and joining us. Hope to see you in Pittsburgh soon, Uncle Scotty. Thank you.